Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast with your hosts, physical therapists, Dr. Michael Gorman and Dr. Lauren Bennett. This podcast will discuss a variety of health-related topics focused on educating the aging adult, allowing for an active lifestyle no matter the age. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. My name is Dr. Michael Gorman. And I'm Dr. Lauren Bennett. And we are coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. We're two physical therapists in the heartland of the country. And uh, we're just continuing our journey today because our goal, our mission is to promote healthy longevity amongst all adults. So today we are going to elaborate a little bit more on what we talked about last week, and that is um, chronic pain, trigger points, myofascial pain, and today we're going to talk a little bit more about dry needling. So just in case you missed us last week or a nice refresher here, um, we want to repeat it again. It's estimated that 75 to 100 million people in the U.S. suffer from chronic pain. And in nursing homes, 80% of residents are actually, they have substantial pain that is undertreated. And over 50% of pain patients have been in pain for five years or more. So we are hoping to spread the word about how you can be treated and what works and helps for you. Um, But what is chronic pain? Chronic pain in our eyes is any pain that lasts more than a few weeks. Okay. So right after the inflammation subsides, but pain continues to linger around. So it can go on forever um, unless it's correctly treated. And a whole host of factors can determine whether you're going to have chronic pain or not and can affect pain. One of them that I hear a lot from patients is the weather. I can tell it's going to rain or the temperature is drastically changing day to day. Um, the time of time of day, the stressors in our life, our relationships, our sleep, our diet, all of these can affect our pain in our body and our pain cycle. Uh, chronic pain patients have a term called central sensitization, and it's when the brain and spinal cord are involved to produce more pain than one might expect. Decreasing or inactivating the trigger point which we talked about is just a bundle of muscle fibers kind of stuck to each other. Um, Um, I'm going to say that that's not what you said. Last week you said, we both said the word gunked up uh, is what a trigger, uh, trigger points a gunked up spot in a muscle. So I think we need to get a patent on that term gunked (laughs) up, but go ahead. Yeah, in layman's term, gunked up. (laughs) So decreasing or inactivating the trigger point leads to um, decrease in sensitization. Um, And so now we're going to pick Dr. Gorman's brain today on dry needling and what that can do for you. Well, thank you, Lauren. Uh, Just real quickly, I I recently, um, I have known about dry needling for probably, I don't know, six or seven years and at different points during those six or seven years, I was going to start taking the the coursework in it. But for some reason or or another, it never happened. And so I personally uh, started my dry needling journey. It started about two months ago. I took a course up in uh, uh, Chicago through a group called Myopain. And I was uh, 
just it's the first part of three courses I'll be taking, but um, you know, I'm not going to say it's changed my career, but I will say it's changed my career and the, just the way I think about things and just, and just, uh, and just treatment. So anyway, let's, let's kind of move forward. Let's talk about what dry needling is not. First of all, dry needling is not acupuncture. Look, acupuncture is a great thing. Acupuncture, people ask me all the time, do I think acupuncture works? I said, well, it's obviously been around for probably thousands of years or at least a couple thousands of years. So it's probably helped enough people um, that it does help. It, we, and we, we have to say that no treatment helps every person. You know, not everyone responds positively, positively to dry needling, to acupuncture. Um, sometimes it is about finding out what works for you, but look, acupuncture has been around a long time. And so, yes, it's obviously helpful, but dry needling is not acupuncture. Dry needling is not witchcraft. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not something crazy out there. It's actually been around for, for quite a while and dry needling cannot be performed just by any healthcare practitioner. So just because you're a physical therapist or just probably just because you're a chiropractor, I don't know about the chiropractic world, but I do know that if you're a physical therapist, um, it depends state by state. Some states don't even allow you to dry needle, which is unfortunate. Um, but uh, even if you are in a state where you can dry needle, you have to have taken some postgraduate uh, coursework in order to become certified. And there's many different groups that certify. But again, the one I've gone through is mild pain. So just if you're a patient and you're walking in a clinic and they talk about dry needling, dry needling you, you may want to ask them, hey, what kind of certification do you have or where did you get your training from? Um, because I do believe it's starting to be taught in physical therapy schools or at least introduced, but you really, um, need to have specific postgraduate training. Is that correct, Lauren? Yes. I mean, I graduated in 2017 and I knew it existed, but I have never picked up a drying needle and actually performed it on anyone. So unless that's changed since then, which I'll have to ask one of the schools soon, but I think you're right. Yeah. So let's, okay, so now you know what it's not. Let's talk about what dry needling is. Well, the American Physical Therapy Association, in um, which is our uh, pro professional body, um, um, came out in 2013, because that's when I believe that the therapists started to become uh, more popular around that time frame, And so they uh, described dry needling as the following. I'll read this for you so I don't mess up any words. It's a skilled interve intervention that uses a thin filiform needle to penetrate the skin and stimulate underlying myofascial trigger points for the management of pain and movement impairments. Um, it's a technique used to treat dysfunctions in skeletal muscle, fascia, and connective tissue and diminishes pain input going into the spinal cord. So the big word is, yes, there is a thin needle that we use. These aren't acupuncture needles, but these are thin needles. And yes, we do go, we actually put the needle, we actually have to penetrate your skin because we have to get down to the muscle itself, specifically where that, that, that trigger point is. So as far as the history of dry needling, it's always important. I think it's always important to know kind of like where we came from, where it came from. So the, the history to me is, is huge, but, um, the first studies that talked about dry needling were actually done in the 1940s. 
So quite a while ago, was that 80 plus years ago, but it wasn't until um, really, I would say the eighties and beyond when dry, dry needling kind of started to really um, come into play from a, a fringe treatment standpoint. And that really started because of the, um, the focus on acupuncture in the seventies and eighties, there was a lot of studies about it. And so, and a lot of treatment of the acu uh, acupuncture treatment during that time frame. So then dry needling um, followed suit after that, not be, it's not the same thing, but I guess that someone somewhere along the line, someone thought, Hey, you know, this was back in the forties. Let's look at this as a potential type of treatment. So there was a um, paper in 1979 by Czechoslovakian neurologist, Carl, uh, uh, maybe I'll just say Carl, that's probably not how you say it, but Carl Lewitt. Um, so he published a landmark paper uh, on dry needling in 1979. And there has been tons of scientific evidence since this that document the effectiveness of dry needling. And so I, we keep saying dry needling. And for two weeks, we've talked about dry needling. What in the heck mm -hmm. why do we say dry? Well, because when we say dry needling, that merely means we're not injecting any fluid into you. We're not injecting any cortisone. Okay. It's simply a, a needle that we're using to penetrate to the muscle layer where we get to your trigger point And we're trying to, trying to um, deactivate that, that trigger point. So that's, that's all that dry means. We're just, uh, if you want to think about, if you get a cortisone injection, I guess you could call that a wet needle, um, but we're looking at dry needling only. Phew. So hopefully that gives you a little history on sort of where it came from. And again, if, if I'm correct, there is some States out there that a physical therapist is unable to dry needle. And honestly, um, I think there's a lot of politics involved. I think that sometimes in some states that uh, acupuncturists and maybe chiropractors can, um, I don't know, maybe they can use politics to influence who can dry needle and who mm -hmm. can't, but we're not going down that rabbit hole right now, <laughs> Lauren. We're staying as far away from it as we can. Right. <laughs> so um, we want you to understand that, like Dr. Gorman said, you know, not all PTs can dry needle and these requirements vary state by state. But if you have a physical therapist that mentions dry needling, just double check, you know, they should have a certification. Like we said, it's not something that's really taught in schools. It's maybe brought up that it's a treatment plan or maybe one lab on it at most. So this is like extra certification for PTs to want to seek out, pay and go do. And it's a multiple weekend course to get certified. Um, so postgraduate training is definitely needed. Um, and just because a PT can dry needle, understand it doesn't mean that they can needle every muscle in the body. So I know Dr. Gorman has been working on certain parts of the body and he's getting towards um, TMJ here soon. But um, it's very specific in how muscles are dry needled and 
um, I do not do dry needling and I hope to, as I'm learning more about it, I hope to one day, um, I find it super, super fascinating because when I treat my patients and I'm going after a trigger point, I literally will tell them sometimes like, Oh, I wish I could just lance this. And so, um, dry, dry needling is a great, great resource that is less invasive. Um, so the myopain. I think that's, yeah, that that's important. We, um, you were going to talk about myopain. And so again, mm -hmm. a plug to myopain because, um, I've had many colleagues that have gotten their training through myopain and, um, I highly respect those colleagues of mine that are doing dry, dry needling. And, uh, my first myopain course was absolutely phenomenal, but, um, that's important because, you know, the first, uh, uh dry needling course I went to. I don't recall exactly how many m muscles we were we were taught to dry needle, but probably in the realm of 25 to 30 muscles, something of that. And there's an ungodly number of muscles in the body. So I'm just a third of the way through it. So when you're going to your PT and they're dry needling you, I think if you're a patient, it would behoove you to say, well, not only what your training is through, but have you, you know, which muscle groups have you been mm -hmm certified or checked out on to actually do there's many right now that i can't do and that's fine but um you need that i just think that's a pretty good idea to get that to find that out ahead of time yes okay so, so we, oh go ahead lauren i didn't mean no, to interrupt you go ahead I, just, I was just gonna say so we're gonna take a short break and we thank our sponsors at i move pt and when we come back we're gonna talk about exactly You've signed up for dry, dry needling, and what does a dry needling session look like? iMovePT is proud to be the sponsor for the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. iMovePT is a mobile physical therapy company based out of St. Louis, Missouri and expanding throughout the United States. We bring a unique one-on-one -on -one physical therapy experience to the privacy, safety, and convenience of our patient's home, office setting, or the location of their choice. For more information about iMovePT, please go to www.imovephysicaltherapy.com or feel free to email us at info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Have a great day. Okay, welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. Now we're going to uh, talk about what is a dry needling treatment session like. Let's say um, you're either you heard about it and you want to have it done to you maybe your physician said this this would be a great idea. however however you got into again in our case the physical therapy um setting then we need to talk about what, what's it going to be like um so before you get dry needling make sure like we have talked about ungodly number of times in our podcast before you have any treatment done, you have to get the evaluation done. You need to have a therapist that spends the time with you to do a thorough evaluation. If you have shoulder pain, not only do they need to check your shoulder, but they need to check your neck, your upper back, your elbow, all these different things to see, okay, you have shoulder pain, but that may be may not be what the problem is. Our brains don't do a great job of really um, lo localizing where the source of the pain is. So please get the evaluation first. We always have our patients signed and informed consent. Um, the informed consent, just, to, just again, we'll explain to you what the dry needling is, precautions, contraindications, 
what you might expect afterwards, things of that sort. So I would definitely, your provider should be having you sign that informed consent. As we go into more about what a dry needling treatment session is like, please understand that my training is through myopain. There is other, many different groups out there that, uh, that educate therapists and other professionals in dry needling. So what I'm going to tell you may not be the way every group does out there. I can only tell you what I know. Um, for example, some people do dry needling with electrical stimulation. The way that uh, the approach that I have learning, we do not do that. So at least what I've learned so far. So anyway, a couple of things. Uh, these are people that are not really appropriate for dry needling. First and foremost, look, guys, if you have an aversion to a needle, um, then our phobia or you just, it makes you sick to your stomach mm -hmm. to think about it, then you got to be sure to tell your, your therapist or don't sign off in, on the informed consent because if you if, if that's you, then this treatment probably isn't going to work for you. Um, we when we dry needle, we have used different size needles. So I, if you're watching us on YouTube, this is pretty good time to check out our YouTube uh, channel and the video. I'm gonna pull a needle out. There's different sizes, so it may be hard to see this, but this is a needle right here. This is probably the size of my, not quite my index finger, but keep in mind, if this is what I'm holding, the actual needle is here to here. So this is more for a muscle that's a little bit more uh, superficial or kind of easier to, to, to touch or to palpate. So this might be for your outer shoulder. This might be for kind of on the back of the shoulder blade, um, for your neck, things of that sort. So this is uh, the, maybe not the smallest one, but for sure one of the smaller ones. And then, Make sure I don't stick myself with the needle. Mm -hmm. Then this one I have is a longer needle, which you'll see. And this needle is doo -doo -doo -doo, right here. Needle actually starts here and goes all the way out here. So this is for um, a deep muscle such as maybe, um, oh, there's a muscle called your quadratus lumborum. That's a that's a that's a million dollar word. If you get that in Scrabble, you might win the whole game if you say quadratus <laughs> lumborum. But anyway, this is a really deep muscle in the lower back, kind of on the outside of the lower back. And this is one we we would use for that. So again, if you're listening to the podcast, jump over to our YouTube channel and so you can see what an actual how how thin uh, a dry needle actually is. And to be honest with you, when I dry, dry needle people, a lot of times they don't even know that the when I put the the needle, when I insert it, they oftentimes don't even know that I put it in. Mm -hmm. Now, when we get to the actual trigger point, they can definitely feel it. But anyway, so that, that's just an example of two different sizes. Um, your therapist should not be, this kind of goes without saying, but no reusing of needles from patient to patient. Hopefully that mm -hmm. never happens in this day and age, but um, your needles are your needles. I use one needle per um, muscle. So if, if there is a muscle that maybe has two or three trigger points, I may use the same needle, but if I go into a different muscle, I'm going to change, change that needle. That needle 
gets dull in a hurry. So we don't, we always want, um, I know it sounds bad, but we always want that needle to be sharp. It's actually most comfortable for you. Mm. From a patient position standpoint, um, you will be either, again, th this is the way that I'm trained, either on your stomach, on your, your back, or on your side. Please don't get dry needled if you're standing or sitting up because if something bad happens and if you should happen to pass out, that could be a long fall. So anyway, um, laying on your stomach, back, or on your side. Typically, the first time that I, I dry needle a patient, I may be looking at two or three different trigger points, not two or three different muscles. Well, it could be two or three muscles if there's only one trigger point in a muscle, but most times there's more than one trigger point in a muscle. So I like to start easy. I like to do two or three trigger points only. I want to, my thing is I always want to make sure a patient is tolerating what I'm doing before doing too much. Uh, when we need dry needle a trigger point, how long do we stay in that trigger point? Well, there's no absolute. I'm going to say once I put a needle in maybe 30 to 45 seconds in that muscle, in that trigger point. Um, but we ideally go until, so when you, when you trigger point, excuse me, when you dry needle, uh, a, a trigger point, if you hit the actual trigger point, you'll get what's called a local twitch response where you'll feel if you're a patient and you have this done to you. And if the therapist is able to find where your trigger point is, you'll feel it's almost like a cramp, a strong twitch. We actually want to go until that uh, twitch response is gone. So it's cleared out because if we're going to do, if we want to deactivate this trigger point, we want to go, go all in. So, my experience is like 30 to 45 seconds. I would say it depends. I would say rarely am I in a spot more than a minute. Uh, that that would, to me, that'd be a lot. Again, there's probably therapists out there that have other stories as well, but that's just my story. Uh, and then when we, this this again is a weird concept, but we know that our patients with 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 trigger points, we know that, that um, that they're having pain, especially when we give pressure to that trigger point, we know it's going to cause pain not only at the trigger point, but oftentimes referred pain. But we say we, we're treating pain with pain, meaning I have to be honest with you that when you get dry needling done, and if we really get to that trigger point, it's not going to be the most pleasant experience. Um, it's not the worst experience, but you're going to feel it. You could feel that again, that strong twitch, you could feel cramping, but we're trying to clear that trigger point out. We're trying to deactivate that trigger point. We're trying to, um, if there's like fascial restrictions in that trigger point, inflammatory chemicals that are hanging out in there, we're trying to free all that up so the oxygen and blood flow to the area can improve. But we oftentimes say we're treating treating pain uh, with, with pain. So we'll, we'll, we'll normally dry needle that if we do get a twitch response, we keep going till that's gone. But again, not more than, I don't know, 30 to 45 seconds. So hopefully that gives you guys a better understanding of uh, what a typical, well, maybe there's no typical, but what a dry needling treatment session may look like. Lauren, did I, did I, do you have any question? I know that you don't uh, dry needle, but is there anything that didn't make yeah. sense there. 
Yeah. I was going to ask you, say you've had the dry needling done, like what are the post effects I should suspect? Like, am I going to be bruised? Will I be more sore later? Are the effects immediate? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Uh, first of all, it's, it's not surprising to be sore for maybe a day, maybe at the most two days. It's kind of like, in a sense, like when you have worked out, if you haven't worked out for a while and you activate the muscle, I would expect that you would be sore for a day. You might feel kind of fatigued in that area as well. Um, it very well, you could get some bruising. Um, truth be told, there is a muscle in, in your neck that there is 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 a vein um, that is right there. And when I was in my dry, dry needle class, the person that did dry needle me, I did have bruising in that area. Yes. It looked almost like I had a little hickey for a few days. Not, not a big deal. Um, I know it sounds terrible to say, Oh, you put someone poked a vein in you. Well, yeah, but again, it's not an artery. So, um, mm -hmm. um, so, but yeah, it's, uh, and so you can, you know, I think the main thing is afterwards, after you're, after you get dry needling, it's, it's important to move just like, after, if you get sore from a workout, it, the best thing you can do is begin to gently and lightly move through that, through that area to help to increase blood flow through the area, help to increase oxygen to the area to promote healing. Yeah. Great. So we learned that dry needling may not be for everyone, but if you are kind of contemplating and your PT has said that it could be for you, there are a couple things that um, the PT will ask questions for and proceed with uh, caution. So there's some precautions and contraindications and um, when you don't want to do dry needling. So if you are experiencing a local or systemic infection, dry needling is, is not for you. Um, they're not supposed to needle in an area of lymphedema which is a lot of swelling in the limb. Um, please tell your healthcare provider if you have a nickel or chromium allergy because the therapist has to use a different type of needle, like a gold or silver plated needle for these type of patients. Uh, patients that have abnormal bleeding tendencies or are on a blood thinner, um, they can receive the needling with caution, um, but cannot receive the dry needling to these deeper muscles. Um, like there's this really deep muscle in your jaw for your TMJ called your lateral pterygoid um, and deep, deep in your hips. So your physical therapist will know that, but please tell them if you are on a blood thinner, especially if they don't ask. Um, in the first trimester of pregnancy, there is supposed to be no needling on the lower back, abdomen, or anywhere close to the center or middle of the body, understandably so. Do not needle in areas of varicose veins. Um, special precautions to be taken by the therapist around the area of the lungs. And an absolute contraindication, meaning no dry needling at all, is to an area of implants, such as maybe the breast or butt or calf, etc., and also around areas of um, no, not over areas of pacemakers or defibrillators. Yeah, so those... just some things to be aware of in case, you know, your healthcare professional doesn't ask or you're withholding information. They need to know these things. For sure. Yep. Those are all, those are all excellent points.
So I just want to uh, talk about my takeaways over the last two months since I've started dry needling again. I've been a physical therapist for, wow, I hate to say this, but <laughs> 30 years, <laughs> yuck, 30 years along, not, not yuck that I've been able to help people for 30 years, but yuck, that means when I was 30 and I heard of PT when treating for 30 years, I used to think, man, they're old, but um, <laughs> mm -hmm. anyway, um, you know, even, in, and I've, and I've been a manual therapist for 25 of those 30 years, but quite honestly, you know, hands can only do so much and I can't get to the areas of uh, these deep trigger points. If I'm using my hands only, if I'm doing soft tissue treatment, things of that sort, that helps, that definitely helps, but it just makes, it's common sense that I can't go underneath the, the skin. Uh, the patient must be ready for it. So I definitely, I'm talking to my, my patients. I tell them about it. Um, and if it's not for them, that that's fine. But I will say that if you are considering this, please make sure you're with a provider that's treating you one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I know that when I've been dry needing and, you know, we're, we're blessed to work in an environment where, where we do treat one-on-one -on -one, I, I need my mental energy to really know, to think about everything I'm, I'm doing and just to be as safe as I can and to give the ideal treatment. And if I was somewhere where I was like in charge of maybe three patients at one time, I, I couldn't do it. So please make sure that if you're a patient looking for a therapist that will dry needle, I, I strongly encourage you to look for a place that does mm -hmm. give you that one-on-one -on -one treatment. Um, they, they are out there. You just have to find them. Um, amazing results so far. Um, I, you know, I, I've had some really good success stories in a very short period of time. I'm not going to tell you every patient I had dry needle while wow, they were absolutely pain-free, but, um, if you want to hear about a huge success story, listen back podcast, um, 31, right, right. Dr. Bennett 31. That's where I, mm -hmm. I interviewed uh, my patient that uh, had has a chronic TMJ, chronic cervical pain, and a chronic neck pain. And one of the things we did with her treatment was dry needling, not to her TMJ, but to her uh, shoulder, to her um, shoulder blade area, and to some muscles of her neck. And uh, just dramatic, dramatic impact on uh, someone with chronic pain and just to kind of wrap it up for me, like personally, I can't wait to continue my, uh, training with, with mild pain. I'm, I'm taking my next course in, um, mid April. Then my third and final course will be this summer. It's just, uh, for me, it's kind of, you know, it's, I'm not gonna say it's a game changer for every patient, but it, it can be huge to get in there for those people that do have myofascial, uh, pain, trigger points, probably fibromyalgia, those kinds of things can be a huge, huge game changer. So we just want to recap for you today that dry needling is a relatively new type of treatment in the history of chronic pain management. And it's so important. We cannot say it enough that um, you must know the experience in, of your treating therapist before they needle you. Okay. It's okay to ask those questions. What are your certifications? Where did you go to school for this? Um, what, you know, what types of muscles are you familiar with needling? 
Um, if you need help finding the right PT for you, as always, please reach out to Dr. Gorman or I, we will have some connections and get you with the right therapist. And we are always so grateful for you guys, our podcast audience that tunes in every single Wednesday, likes, subscribes, listens to us, and most importantly, shares our podcast, even just to one person, somebody that you think may value from our information for that week. So we are very grateful to you all. Um, please tune into our YouTube channel. Um, we would love to hear from you guys as well to get to know our listeners. So info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. And I don't know what Dr. Gorman has in store for next week. I'm a little nervous. He says we're going to be doing a Facebook live event. Um, yes. Well, first, first I want to say, make <laughs> sure when you're going on YouTube that um, it's not the healthy habits for activation channel. It's the I move PT channel. Okay. So that's how you'll find us on YouTube. And yes, next week um, we are going to do something very special. So we're actually, I think we're going to do a Facebook live that will turn into our podcast, but a Facebook live where we're actually going to do some dry needling. So those of you that are interested in it, maybe you're considering for treatment can see it. And I'm going to see if I can needle Dr. Bennett uh, <laughs> on a, on a Facebook live event. Um, so I'm going to try to coerce her. Well, I'm not going to coerce her, but if she has spots that need it, um, I'm going to see if she would maybe be my, uh, my sure. patient on the Facebook live. Oh, anything, anything oh. for you, Dr. Gorman. Oh gosh. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you. Do I need to give you a hundred dollars? I'm excited. I've never like had that. it done to me and I could probably use it. And so I always tell students when I teach them what better way to, you know, if you're going to talk to patients about having it done to them, if you haven't had it done to yourself, then I think you're doing yourself a disservice. So I'd be happy to. All right. Well, make sure you guys tune back in next week. Join us on the Facebook Live. But uh, thank you again for joining us. I hope you guys have a great week. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. If you have any questions for Dr. Gorman or Dr. Bennett, please send an email to info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. To learn more about healthy aging, visit our website at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Like what you hear? Be sure to rate and subscribe. See you next week.